0: Welcome to the multi-orgasmic mama podcast where sexual taboos around sex and motherhood are broken. I'm Tilly Storm, holistic sex and intimacy coach, jade egg and tantric sex teacher. I work with high achieving moms to ignite their sexual desire and break through their blocks to pleasure and the life they desire so they can experience epic sex and orgasmic motherhood. Grab more free resources at www.tillystorm.com. This episode is brought to you for free by the Essentially Embodied Woman Collective, my signature women's group coaching program for high-achieving moms to get their desire back after having kids and up-level their pleasure, both in the bedroom and life. If you're enjoying this content, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app, and please rate and review the podcast and share it with a friend who could use this amazing content. Spread the love, hot mama. Welcome back, my loves. It's Tilly Storm, and today I actually left my cord to my microphone. Uh, I'm traveling right now, and it is gone pecan, so I am doing my best to make this as clear as possible, at least the audio quality, so if it's not as typical as it usually is, I do apologize. Today we are talking about how birth control affects your libido, and How to get off of it this question has come up several times in our group coaching program the centrally embodied woman women who come to us generally lack sexual desire or they are wanting to experience more pleasure in the bedroom because they don't feel a lot of pleasure in the bedroom and it has come up multiple times of women wondering um, if they should get off of birth control. Uh, a lot of women that have been in the program have either been, have usually been on an IUD. They had the Mirena IUD, which is actually a hormonal birth control. Uh, the Copper IUD is not hormonal, but the Mirena is, and that's the one that's most common because it is more effective than the Copper IUD in preventing pregnancy. And one of the women in our program. Uh, was asking about, you know, if she should get off of it because she's a little concerned uh, about the effects that it might have. And I'm not sure if you know this, but there's actually a documentary that has come out, although it's not actually available for everyone to watch right now. It was uh, first screened to the public in late November 2021 called uh, The Business of Birth Control by Ricky Lake and Abby Epstein. And these are the same gals that produced the groundbreaking documentary The Business of Being Born back in 2007-08ish. I think it came out on Netflix literally right after my firstborn was born. My firstborn was January 20 or 2008 and it came out like I swear it was like a week later, <laughs> or at least I saw it a week later or something like that. Uh, but this was a documentary that really exposed what goes on in the maternal health care system and how fucked up it is, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, how doctors push for women to have C-sections simply because, well, uh, they make a lot more money. I think it, at the time they had given the statistics that it was something like, you make an average of $23,000 for a cesarean section versus $10 or $11,000 for a vaginal birth. So the increased cesarean section rate in the United States has always been higher than the even the World Health Organization has said is actually safe. If we were to go back in time and really talk about how the C-section can save lives, yes it can, but And technicality, only about 4% of women ever needed C-sections and ever do need a C-section, but more like 35-ish percent have one. So this documentary was amazing for helping women wake up to what's actually going on in the maternal health field and how they're being lied to a lot of the times. Um, And as someone who had an unassisted birth, a free birth for my firstborn, uh, I was all about it. And, you know, I, I was a huge proponent of women being able to make informed decisions for themselves and their own health. And this documentary was just epic for helping more women realize that. Hmm. maybe, you know, what the doctors are saying all the time and pushing for might not actually be what's best for me. And maybe they're not giving me both sides of the story. So this new, this new documentary that Ricky Lake and Abby Epstein have put out the business of birth control is kind of the same premise is giving the other side of the story. Uh, why aren't we allowed to talk about the negative side effects of birth control? It's censored galore, just like everything else. You look at uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, Dr. Robert Malone and Peter McCullough, both of them have been uh, taken off of YouTube and other channels and they've both had their LinkedIn and Twitter accounts completely banned. Like you can't say anything that's not against these big pharma companies without being censored and deplatformed. So I totally uh, expect there to be lots of censoring going on when this documentary comes out. In fact, I actually, and I don't know this to be true, but the business of being born It was on Netflix. It aired on Netflix back in early 2008, and I just went to Netflix right before I started recording this to see if it was still on there. Because in my mind, I can't even imagine that it would still be on there anymore, Uh, and I couldn't find it. So I don't know if it's been deplatformed from Netflix, but I, I think it has actually. And maybe someone could prove me wrong, but I did just search, and it was nowhere to be found. So back to how birth control affects libido and how to get off of it. Well it's hilarious how these drug companies talk about how it might actually increase your libido. If you do a quick search on uh, libido and hormonal birth control, they're like, Oh yeah. Well, some people will experience a decrease in uh, libido, but some women will experience more libido. And then they give reasons like not being worried about getting pregnant and not having to stop to put a condom on (laughs) And therefore you're more able to be in the present moment. I am sorry people, but if these are your reasons for increased libido, no, 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 no. This is not a reason for increased libido. Nobody just says, oh, I all of a sudden want to have more sex because I am not no longer worried about being pregnant. Yes, there is a factor that has to do with desire, not libido. Libido has nothing to do with you saying, okay, uh, if I'm on birth control and I don't have to worry about being pregnant, then I all of a sudden have more libido. No, this is because libido has to do with your body's capability to produce the hormones necessary to experience sexual desire and arousal, but mostly arousal libido and arousal are not the same thing. So yes, your arousal response may increase if you are on hormonal birth control and you're not worried and you're not worried about being pregnant or getting pregnant, but it has nothing to do with your libido. It does decrease your libido because it reduces the amount of testosterone running through your system. And it also puts your body in a state that isn't natural. It is not natural to shut down your body's menstrual cycle. Your body was meant to have a menstrual cycle. And the fact that they were able to convince us back in the the fifties that this was okay, that, uh, that women could just start taking pills every single day for something that you know, they weren't even sick. Like it's interesting how it was all men purporting this information to women, you know, like they were actually concerned that women would never take a pill knowing that they weren't sick every single day just to prevent pregnancy. They didn't think they could convince women to do it, but they did. Oh, they did. It's so interesting. And there's all sorts of, uh, racial inequality business going on. The hormonal birth control was actually tested on I think it was Puerto Rican women on like 132 Puerto Rican women who had no idea what they were being given. Uh, so it was <laughs> like founded in these really terrible ways, tested in these really terrible ways. Um, and there the whole history behind hormonal birth control is staggering. So when this video, uh, this documentary does become available to the masses, I highly, highly suggest going uh, to watch it so the book is actually based off of or the film is actually based off of the book called sweetening the pill how we got hooked on hormonal birth control by holly griggs ball and i think this came out a couple years ago uh, but it really just talks about uh you know how all the history involved in getting the masses of women on uh, birth control. Uh, So contrary to cultural myth, the birth control pill does impact our organs. It impacts uh, every function in our body. And it also is a huge part of why so many women experience depression, anxiety. And if you look at Some of the crazy women these days, all the freaking Karens going around having freaking panic attacks and freaking the fuck out on TikTok and whatever freaking videos that you watch these days, Uh, panic attacks and rage. Okay. So hormonal birth control does have these side effects, but no one wants to talk about it. Uh, And many women have actually died over hormonal birth control from blood clots and different uh, scientific reasons. I'm not actually sure. I'm no expert on this, but I am just here to bring about uh, to you and to show you that there is another side to this story. And it absolutely does affect your body's ability to become aroused because it is affecting your hormone levels and which of those hormones, you know, are actually more predominant at different times of the month. So it does reduce the testosterone in your body, which gives you less ability to be aroused. Now, another one of the effects, side effects of being on hormonal birth control that completely blows my mind, I find this so fascinating, is how it affects our ability to perceive pheromones. Uh, There's anecdotal evidence and scientific evidence that has created this idea of the sweaty t-shirt. Study. So if you smell your partner's sweat and if you are completely repulsed from it, then you are probably not attracted to them on the biochemistry level uh, to maintain attraction and great sexual chemistry over the course of your relationship. And in fact, this is one of the things that I ask people when they say, I'm not attracted to my partner. I don't have any sexual desire for them. I always ask, well, have you ever liked the way that your partner naturally smells? And if they say, no, I have never liked how they smell, I can't help them. There's really nothing you can do about that. That's one of the things that science has just made it so that (laughs) if you don't like how your partner smells, that chemistry can't be created by trying. It's just not there. You can't fake it you make it you can't really do anything about it. So that's one instance where I'll turn people down from working with me and just, you know, uh, refer them to therapy to figure out what they want to do with their relationship. But yeah, I mean it's it's like a real thing. So if you have liked the way that your partner smells at some point in your relationship, that's a good sign because you can always get your desire back for them for for them in terms of, you know, feeling turned on by them. Uh, creating sexual chemistry between the two of you, you are a sexual chemistry match. So your pheromones are actually geared to seek out partners that have an immunological complex that's complementary to yours uh, so that you're only seeking out a mate that's going to produce healthy offspring. So uh, when you're on hormonal birth control, it actually takes that whole system offline and you're not able to perceive pheromones in the same way. So there's lots of stories, anecdotal you know, evidence that shows that uh, women who are on the pill when they meet a partner and who get off of it later on may not be attracted to their partner anymore. And again, it goes back to that smell thing and the chemistry uh, and people who are dating someone uh, when they're not on the pill. And then if they go on the pill, uh, they might find that when they're on the pill, they don't feel attracted to their partner anymore. They're not, They don't feel it for them. So this is just another really important aspect that being on hormonal birth control, especially if you're dating, like it really fucks things up uh, on the biochemistry level. And there's not much you can do about it except get off to get off the pill and attract a partner that's actually uh, really good for you that you're sexually attracted to. So how in the world do you get off of it? I am all about every woman having a choice in the matter, but I want you to have an informed choice of what is right for you. Uh, Every person should be given body autonomy. And this is why I am against it since day one over all of these mandates going on around vaccination and all of the other COVID related things. And I say these... uh, (laughs) i am afraid to even say the word because of the mass amounts of censorship going on but i think we're okay on a podcast Uh, i have been against the mask mandates since they first came out because every person should have a choice of what they do with their body i have always been a advocate for body autonomy and freedom and i knew this, was, this is what changed my whole political perspective and what led me to figure out that I am way not as liberal as I thought I was, uh, that actually some of the values that were most important to me were values that were much more around uh, the Libertarian Party and ones who are really just all about to each his own, you know. We we're all about freedom. We should all have freedom. Uh, but yes, it, it was a huge political awakening for me when all of this COVID bullshit started in March 2020. Yes, everyone should be allowed to check in with their body to find out what is right for their body. No one should be able to tell you what is right for you. It is true, however, that hormonal birth control does affect your ability, your body's ability to experience sexual arousal. And if this is something you no longer want to uh, be burdened by, or you feel that your body is a no to hormonal birth control, and you are ready to take those steps to get off of it, uh, then there are some really great resources out there to help assist you in that. It does take your body several months and even years to uh, go from being on hormonal birth control to like a leveled out playing field of, okay, this is what my body is like post birth control. So it's going to, there's going to be an adjustment period. Um, I had a Morena IUD for three or four years uh, after my second baby was born. And this was because I, I, when I got pregnant with him, I was on the last day of my period and I just did not trust my body to not get pregnant. So I was like, absolutely not. I am not having any more babies. I will do whatever it takes to not have a baby. Uh, I just didn't want to deal with that. I was single at the time and it was just a fuck no, I'm not getting pregnant. Uh, so I went ahead and got one. And when I got off, it took uh, a long time for my body to level out and to experience normal periods again. There are great resources available to help you and to assist you in that to you know level out your hormones, um, doing liver detoxes if you need if you're estrogen dominant. But uh, some of the resources that were really helpful for me uh, were Aviva Rom and the Flow Living Alyssa Vitti. Uh, All of her resources and the period lady, Nicole Jardin. So you can check all of those ladies out for more expert advice. Again, I'm not an expert on these things, but again, I I just, I do want to bring up the topic. um, And because this is so important for most of the people who listen to this podcast, uh, there is also the issue not only around your body's ability to experience sexual desire, but it often dries out. Your pussy. So when you are taking hormonal birth control, uh, many women have experienced dryness down there that they didn't experience before. Uh, so it's really important to note that that has a big uh, effect on your your ability to experience pleasure during sex. If you are not lubricated down there, it can be painful. So if you experience pain during sex and you're on hormonal birth control, it might uh, be beneficial for you to dive in and to find out the reasons for that. Is it because of the birth control or is it because I'm not being sufficiently turned on by my partner? Uh, and only you can really know, but these, these things are very important for you to dive in and to ask your body, what is right for you, whatever is right for you, taking that step to be in alignment with the inner knowing and the inner truth of your body. And going with that, taking the actions, taking the necessary steps so that you can create uh, alignment and health and well-being. When you're not taking those steps, you're creating disease and being in alignment with your body to experience it as a temple of vibrant health that it can experience tons of multi-orgasmic pleasure. uh, Whatever you need to do to be in alignment with that is Is what you get to do. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode today. Again, I'm not an expert on these things, but I did want to bring them to your attention because I have been hearing it uh, quite a bit lately. So I hope this serves you in some way, and we'll be back next week with more. All right, my loves, take care. Bye. Enjoying this content? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Multi Orgasmic Mama podcast today. And don't forget to spread the love by sharing this with a friend.